This is High Impact Leadership for Men. We're your hosts, Patrick Walsh and Sean Romero. We're here to bring you next level leadership for the everyday man. My man, Patrick, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, uh, man, I'm doing pretty good. How How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing good, man. The weather's a little crappy here in uh, South Jersey. <laughs> we got that uh, nor'easter coming through, man. So, you know, we get all the, the bad weather down here at the shore. So we get, like, all the rain and the cold. No. And you go about like maybe 10 miles to the uh, 10, 15 miles to the west and it's nothing but snow. So I <laughs> got to love snow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love snow. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves keep, snow? Oh, man, you can keep that stuff, man. Keep it. Ugh, yeah. So, hey, man. So today, man, we're going to talk about, you know, goal setting for today's man. And, uh, you know, how we can go ahead and set the goals. And I I think this is a a super important topic, man, because, you know, this is what it's all about. Being able to be a leader, you have to be able to have these goals and you have to be able to set these goals and be able to, you know, roll with the punches and and kind of, you know, adjust accordingly as it comes along. Because, you know, again, my favorite quote, man, I love it with Mike Tyson. You know, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face. But you still have to have a plan, though. So, um, you know, so that's what we're going to talk about today, you know, is, you know, goal setting for today's man, you know. So, you know, Patrick, you know, what's the first big thing? I mean, I know it's like, you know, making big goals, but why is that so important to make big goals, bro? I mean, let, let, let them know. Why, why is it so important? Uh, well, you know, making goals is very important. Um because if you don't ever make a goal, you just won't go anywhere with your life. Um, I mean, for me, example, for an example, for myself, I wanted to lose weight. You know, I was around 218 uh, and I really wanted to get down to uh, my high school weight, which was in the 70s. And, you know, I had that goal of losing weight. And if I hadn't have had that in my mind, I'd still be you know, kind of a fat guy, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hope that didn't hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> so, but, you know, you know, and, and to me, a goal is kind of like a vision too. It's not just, you know, I'm going to write down my goal today. You right, know, right, it, right. It's, it's a, it's something you got in your mind of a place you, where you would like to be. And, um, I got yeah, and it's and there's just a lot of steps it takes to get to those goals we have, those visions. So, and, what would you what would you say, man? Would you say that it's better to like you know? Because I know that that old saying is you know it, you eat an elephant at one one piece at a time, one bite one bite at a time. I've never so, heard that saying before. Did you just yeah, that up? no? That's old saying, and <laughs> that's old, man. You never yeah, you don't eat an elephant. Or whole, you have to eat it one bite at a time. So that's the whole saying, man. That, that goes way back. Yeah, I guess I've kind of heard that before. I've never used that, though. <laughs> yeah. That must be old school. Well, I, I, it, it might be because you guys don't really have elephants in Kansas. So I don't we do. Hey, we do at the zoo. <laughs> but I don't like the zoo that much. So, uh, you know. Well, all right. So, so with that, man, so. What do you think? So should, how do people start, man? Uh, like, uh, how do they go about, you know, setting their goals? What do you, well, what do you-, you know, man, what is really important is something that gets me fired up is do not settle for where you're at. 
be passionate about getting out of where you are. I know it sounds kind of weird, but ever since I was a little kid, I hated being fat. Not that I was fat. It's actually kind of a little bit over the top, but I always wanted to be thin. I even counted calories when I was a kid. Wow. That's extreme. So I'd always promised myself I would never be fat. So for years, I kind of like lied to myself. Oh, you're not that big. You know, it just looks okay, you know, but, (laughs) you know, but when I stepped on the scale, I was like, mom loves me just the way I am. I love me. Big bone. She says I'm just big boned. It runs in the family. Yeah. We're all just a little husky. (laughs) Yeah. Just look in the mirror and be like, I'm good enough. And don't got it, people like me. <laughs> no, oh. man. But it wasn't cool because when I stepped on that scale, it just like shocked me. And I was like, you know, 218, 215. You know, I can't really, you know, I can't change that by, you know, just by glossing over it. And so basically I started from there and, you know, man, I just. I just stayed at it. I got a physical job where I could help lose the weight. And, but then over time I started realizing that, you know, there's more to losing weight than just exercise. And there's more to your goal than just following through. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so what, so let me say, let me ask you this. So should people start off big to have these big grandos goals or should they start small? Well, you know, man, I would say start out with a goal, a vision of whatever it is that you want. You know, it could be as big as you want. It could be as small as you want. Um, And then what you need to do is take little steps towards that goal. I mean, like me right now, I'm working on my coaching business. That's a big goal. You know, I have a goal to be self-employed as a coach. Right. Big goal. But, you know, it's going to take a lot of steps to get there. And, you know, and, you know, I'm fired up. I am done being where I'm at. I am ready to move forward. So I'm just, I'm, and I had it in my mind that, you know, you got to be patient. You got to be patient in your goals, goal setting. And you got to have the long term, you got to be long term motivated. You know, if it doesn't work today, it's going to work tomorrow. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to do something else, but I'm going to get there little by little by little. And I'm going to be patient. So like you said, an elephant, you can eat an elephant little by little. Right. Yep. I, and I agree, man. I mean, you know, like in the military, you know, if we, we do big jobs, you know, there's a ton of small little steps before, like, you know, if you're going to pull a motor, if you're going to pull an engine on the jet, you know, you, you've got to start you got to take off the panels of the airplane first. You got to take off these panels and, and, you know, they, they seem like the the minuscule thing. You take off these panels and then you start disconnecting things little by little. And then you hook up the trailer and then you, you, by, you know, by the end of it, you realize, Hey man, the engine's ready to come out the jet. You just got to roll it back onto the trailer. So, you know, but there's a ton of other steps that you have to follow before you get there, you know, or so you can damage the airplane or hurt yourself or damage the equipment, whatever, you know, and, uh, you know, just like in life, you know, with you, you know, you, you set your goals, you start off small and then you just, you, you know, you have your big goal, here's mm-hmm. your big goal, but then you yep. understand that there's a, a, there's a path, there's, there's a roadmap towards to get there. 
you know, right. and it's like kind of like, you know, in, in the fighter world, you know, in the fighter pilot world, in the fighter jet world, you know, you have your OODA loop, you know, you observe your information gathering phase and then, then you orient yourself to where you want to go. And then you set out that roadmap, you know, where you're going to orient yourself and then you decide on which way you want to go and then you act on that, you know, so that's a that's a great thing. So but what do you think? Do you think change has to be habitual? Do you think, you know, somebody could just go in and be like, yeah, I just want to do this today. Wake up one morning like today. Yeah. they stay. They, they spent the night at a holiday inn the night before. And then, you know, now they're like a mathematician or genius and they can fix all NASA's problems. But, uh, you know, or, you know, is it a habitual thing that happens over time? Well, you know, I think we all know the answer to that question, but we don't act like we know the answer to that question. All of us want to set our New Year's resolutions and we're going to be like, okay, we're going to get out there, go to the gym. And, you know, I'm just going to make my plans. I want to follow through. And then when it comes to like, you know, two weeks later, you're like, oh, man, I think I need to go eat some ice cream and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so, it, yes, it's a matter of habit. It's a matter of programming yourself on how to get those goals. I mean, like for me, like I was talking about, wait, I started realizing that, you know, exercise wasn't the issue. I started realizing, you know, I would lose some weight. That was the thing. And then I always start to gain it back. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. I just lost that weight. I'm supposed to keep it off. And I started realizing that, you know, I had other issues I needed to work out along the way. And a lot of it was habits. You know, I would, and, you know, it was kind of like, a step backwards was really like a step forward to me because I was, Hey, you know, man, this, this is what I need to change so I can take that step forward. And, right. and, you know, we just don't, we, we just think we just make these plans like they're going to happen and we don't expect any setbacks. Right. Right. But there, there's going to be lots of setbacks and, and that's, it's healthy to realize that it's healthy to realize that that's normal. And when we expect that, we don't get frustrated and disappointed when we don't meet those goals as fast as we want. You know, we've got to, you've got to earn it. Right. Absolutely. I agree, man. I agree. I mean, everything takes time, you know, I mean, in today's world where, you know, it's, it's so frustrating because I, I really don't believe that there's any standards anymore, you know, where there's, uh, it's just <laughs> non, you know, where everything's just kind of, the lines are so blurred that, yeah. You know, People are scared to tell somebody else, like, hey, dude, you suck. You know, you need to go back and, and that hurts start. my feelings, Sean. You know what I mean? What's that? That hurts my feelings. I don't like it when you <laughs> say stuff like that. <laughs> oh, you? sorry, not sorry. You know oh, I mean? yeah, that hurts deep. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's people don't see that. You, you suck, know? Sean. Don't you see that. <laughs> Dang it. I thought I was a hit. I thought I was a hit. I thought you had to go to my safe space. Yeah, safe space. I had to go to my safe space. But you know, it it, it is. It's a habitual thing. You have to be consistent at it. You have to be, you know, constantly working at yourself. You have to constantly adding to yourself. You know, right. yes. to to make that. You know, and I think that you know we we're talking that you said you know it's you know if you sprint. You know, you said this that if you sprint, that change is usually temporary, and that's absolutely right. Correct. You know what I mean? That, you know, you, you're going to go out there and you sprint, you, you throw it out there all at the same time. But then it's like, 
hey man, now, now you're wasted. Now you're, you're beat. And now you don't have that energy to keep moving forward. And then you're like looking for that next boost of energy. And then you're like, all right, now what do I do? You know, and you're just spinning your wheels and doing nothing. Sure. So, you know, so, I mean, the, the follow up on that is that I would say that, you know, when you, to do the long distance, you got to really dig deep. You got to know that, you know, that this is what I'm going to do. And there's no turning back. Right. There's no, oh, I'm just going to fall off the, you know, the apple cart or whatever you'd call it, you know, whatever old saying that you like to use, you know. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to date me here. Like, you know, he's trying to say like, I like carbon dating me here. You know, come like, on, come I know on, Patrick. Don't you know, <laughs> back in our day, we used to get a, I, get an I, onion for a nickel. Miles, I walked 10 miles in the snow with, uh, you know, tennis rackets because i couldn't have boots snow we didn't even have snow back then (laughs) it just you know rained rocks or something like that (laughs) you have no idea the dinosaurs were living and i was you know i used to ride a triceratops tops to work every day (laughs) it's like the flintstones yeah the flintstones (laughs) barney rubble right you know yeah right you know, yeah, but look at that. But change did come after that. After the Stone Age, change did come, and it was a constant thing. But you have to have patience. You know, you have to have patience. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, like you know, again, Long we were. Term. Oh, you know, setbacks are frustrating, but you know, it does, it does reveal a lot about yourself, and it reveals a lot about your character. You know, and and where you have to develop more as a, as a person. You know, whereas you know, we see a lot of young people come out the gate and they think that they're owed stuff, but, but they're not, you know, they don't understand it's your character. You know, I, people John owe me Max- lots of stuff. I, I know. <laughs> John Maxwell says this, that, you know, charisma gets you in the door, but it's your character. That's what keeps you there. You yes. know, it's, yes. it's hard, you know, and, and you have to understand that, that, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get, like you said, you know, earlier, you know, you're going to get, you have a plan to get punched in the face mm-hmm. and then, then you got to realize, it, and yeah, exactly. That hurts. So I don't want to yeah. get punched in the face again. So what do I got to do? You know, I got to adapt, you know, to move out of the way, you know, duck, dive, dodge, dip and dodge, you know, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, and to, to get that out of the way. You know? But again, you know, never give up, you know, you have to have that grace, man. You got to have that, you know, that, that spiritual you know, foundation. Yes. And, and really, you know, long lasting change is really comes through time, honestly, too, because, you know, if it's an overnight, the, the, the saying that isn't an old saying, you know, <laughs> easy come, easy go is really yeah. true. You know, if, oh yeah, it, if we don't put effort into it, if we don't sacrifice, if there's no skin in the game, it's not really worth much to us. And we're not going to, uh, you know, we're going to take it for granted. And right. and now for me personally, I can benefit from, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm in the area of what I want to weigh, you know, my pants don't fit tight on me and I don't overeat and, you know, I stay away from sugar. And, you know, the thing of it is I've trained myself to do that. So in the times of, you know, I'm really tired and worn out. I don't gravitate towards that stuff. Or at Christmas time, 
when right. there's, you know, you know, everybody says Merry Christmas, have a cookie. You know, Merry yeah. Christmas, have a cookie. I'm just like, no more cookies. I don't want the cookies. Give me the celery. Give you know, me the celery. Give me the Christmas celery. Yeah, just wrap it in lettuce. It'll be okay. <laughs> no, 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 no cookies. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. and it's like you got to fight the good fight, man. And and it's kind of payoff for you in the long run. And I think that's with everybody's goals. Whether you want to be stronger, you want to be in better shape, you want to start that business, you know, start in the small things, work little by little, and eventually you will get there. That's, yep. that's my two cents. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I agree with that 100%, man, because you know what? You know, again, here's another old person saying, yeah. you know, it wasn't built in a day. You know, that is old. Yeah, <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day. No, no. You, you you have to you have to take steps. So yeah, I've been to Rome. Have you been to Rome? No, I haven't actually. I haven't. It's but, uh, it's pretty old too. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to Sicily though. I have been to Sicily. No kidding. Yeah, That's, that would be like you though. There's lots of crime there, right? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't too bad, man. It was, it was actually pretty. My uh, grandfather's from uh, Sicily, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he lived in New Jersey, too, I believe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm a transplant in New Jersey, man. I'm not originally from New Jersey, so, uh, you know. Right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. You live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, do they call it New Jerseyan? Is that how you say it? Um, I, I guess so, yeah. Like, like Floridian? Not- like, you know, New Jerseyan? No, I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just you're, you're from Jersey. You're, you're oh Jer- yeah, you're Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, you're from Jersey. You know. Do people really talk like that? I don't know. Oh, well, we we have like a, a an invisible line, you know, before between the north and south, and uh, it's yeah. So you get all all different types of you know accents and stuff like that. So. Accents. Yeah, accents. <laughs> but so you know, for now. I mean, you know, to wrap up, man, you know, for, for, you know, to really give that high impact, you know, for, for today's man, we, you got to remember that the lines are blurred guys. The lines have been blurred for a long time now, and it's up to you to set that standard. Now mm-hmm. the standards have been set so low. Now the bars have been set so low that it, it's actually harder to raise that bar. And then when you raise that bar, you've, gonna get a lot of frustration why because people are going to want to attack you and ask you why are you doing this and then it becomes this identity politics garbage and when you're just doing it to do the right thing so don't be afraid to do that right thing go up there raise that standard raise that bar because as men we have to be those leaders and if we're not doing that then we're falling back into the same trap and we're just going to continue with these blurred lines and we got to end it. We have to set more standards. We have to have more standards. And that's how you can really gauge not only how far you've come, but how not only, but how far you want to go, but also blaze that path. Like we were talking about, we've got to set that path because if you're not setting that path, well then, Who's going to follow? But if there's no standards and how you're going to want that path to go, it's the same thing. You start a business and it's your baby. That's your business. You want people to follow that. You want to follow mm-hmm. 
fools. And if you're not doing that because this is what you created, you hold that standard. You know, I, I mean, I, I tell this all, talk about this all the time because I'm a huge hip hop fan. I grew up in New York City, you know, listening to hip hop. But the garbage that's there now, I mean, you got a guy that runs around that looks like My Little Pony and he mumbles all the time. And, and I'm like, not sure what you're talking about. I haven't seen that before. <laughs> yeah. And they, I yeah. like My Little Pony, right? Yeah. Well, Applejack? Yeah, sure. I think she's from Kansas. She's got that country accent. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But it's like you don't get it. It's it's the the standard is not there anymore. So My Little Pony is not working. No, absolutely not. You got to raise that standard. You have to raise that standard. And if you're not raising a standard, then, you know, and and, I mean, and to really put it into another different context coming from my world in the military, you know, uh, over the summer, you know, we had a a C-130 from um, Puerto Rico that crashed in Georgia. And, you know, that, that was nine people end up losing their lives. And the report just came out as to why it happened. And it it really breaks it down to a lack of standardization where they just completely threw all the standardization out of the window and they just kind of wing it, you know, and it ended up crashing and nine people lost their lives because of that, that lack of vision, that lack of focus, that lack of, you know, you know, leadership. So it's our time. It, this is our time, guys. This is our time to be the leaders that we know we are. And it's time to get out there and start setting those standards. And, so, and we need to have goals in mind so we can set the bar high, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, what would you say would be a high achieving goal that sets the standard, Sean? You know, I, I got to interview you now. So how, how do you like this? <laughs> you know, honestly, feel the pressure. Whatever, whatever goal you say, hey, bring the pressure. I'm bring the cool. pressure. Oh, uh, yeah. You're tough. You know, I, <laughs> I, you know it doesn't matter what, what goal it is, you know, but you have to set the standard. And when you set the standard, you want the standard of excellence. Okay. That, that's and, good. And, that's you know, good. and if, you, if you're setting the standard of just mediocre and you're a mediocrity then what standard are you setting you're standing you're setting hey it's okay you, you want to get always want to get 100 but if you don't hit that 100 if you're not striving to get that 100 and you're just sitting there saying yeah you know 75 is good enough uh, that, that's cool you know what i mean then you've actually didn't live up to your own potential you didn't go and stretch your imagination you didn't stretch your own goal you didn't really mm. believe in your own goal because if you did you'd want to go out there and really achieve that goal because it's you remember it's your goal it's your it, this is what you set so you have to set that standard you have to set that standard high and if you're not you're not believing in yourself you're not believing in in what you are wanting other people to follow if it's something that you want people to follow you with so you have to set that and you have to hold that standard and if you're not holding that standard then how do you expect to achieve other people to achieve the same standard that you're holding and then you can't complain about it if they're just slumping and and they're being mediocre because remember if you are a leader if your leadership level is at an 8 you know you can't go above that until you reach another level and push yourself up to a nine or a 10, but you're not going to have nine and tens come follow an eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So give us, so give us a, I'm going to be a Barbara Walters here. Give us a personal, give us a personal example of setting the standard. <laughs> okay. Bobble right. Walters with 2020. Tell me. Right. Here, here we go. All right. So for instance, and the Romero, give us an example. <laughs> so, um, Talk about you know, old, I guess. No. Here's all right, so see, here's here's a personal standard. So, I when I 
ended my flying career in the Air Force and I went back into maintenance, um, you know, I had went in there and I was the uh, training manager. I became a training manager. And when I took over the training manager, w- w- the training manager role, um, the office was a complete in disarray. Yeah, and mess. when you absolutely and when you when you're a crew chief or when you're in the military, when you're in the Air Force, you have what's called career development courses, your CDCs. And so when you start out, you have your certain different skill levels that you have to achieve. And when you come out of your technical training, your initial training, your three level, then you have two years to upgrade to a five level. And then after that, you have two years to upgrade to a seven level. And, you know, when you're a seven level, you're basically a, a master mechanic at that point, um, you know, or, or going to be, you know, and uh, where you have a, the highest supervisory responsibility. But when you come out as a three level, you know, you're still unsure of yourself and whatever, but you have a certain time, you have a time limit, you have, you have 36 months to fully upgrade. And into your next skill level from three to five level. And when I took over the the training manager, well, I, training is huge. Yep. You know, I don't I don't want to go and take a couple guys that have been there for two years and go overseas. And you know, we're in the desert, or if we're going to Korea or something, and, and we're even though we may be doing training missions, but there are a lot of times there's real world missions where lives depend on it, and where we're going out there. And we're setting that standard. And if we're, if we're not living up to that standard, jets don't fly. Jets are broken. And dudes are not going to go home. Yeah, this is the real world. It has consequences. This, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So I took it upon myself. And, you know, I enlisted one of my other good friends. And uh, we took that and we, we, we turned it around. Now, at the time, we had 68 crew chiefs in, mm. in our shop. We had 68 crew chiefs. And out of those 68, we had... 37 that were in upgrade training. Okay. 37 that were in upgrade training that were literally about to time out where they were at 30 months or more. Okay. Where they were about to time out and they had to get extensions to, to complete their, their career development courses or they were, you know, they, or they just didn't care that they just wanted to get out. So um, within a year, I went from 37, 37 people about to, go from that were in the training segment of having been in the CDC program from 22 months up to 34 months was the highest one that I got um, before when I took over to literally within a year, we had no one in the red and everyone that was in there that was in the training program were completing their training within 10 months. Mm. So because I set that standard, I said, this is what's going to happen. If you need help, Here's your help. I provided all of, of that they needed. Everything that they needed, I got them for. I got for them. You know, I made yeah. sure that my trainers knew who their trainees were. I set a standard. I said, you know, this is what's going to happen. I set up, I built programs so that way these, that, and so, and we broke it down to where it didn't look like it was insurmountable. And, and but my standard was high. My standard was, hey, you're going to come in and you've got X amount of months to knock this out. You have every month. You're coming in, and then you know the Air Force had a standard too. They said every month, as soon as you come back, well, as soon as you get your CDCs, you're required to turn in another volume. Usually, you have like about three volumes of books, and then you have a year to complete your and a course test. But you know, I had guys that hadn't even turned in one volume of books, one one within like 20 months, and I was like, no, that's absolutely unacceptable, you know. And so we, I said, as soon as you came in, here's your book. Here's your first book. 
it's on this day that you it, it's due and it's going to be in due and it's going to be here. We're going to grade it, you know, mm. and he got it all knocked out and we had to keep it that way. And I set that standard high. Why? Because I expected them to have that excellence. I expected them to have that integrity. I expected them that if they wanted to go out and deploy with me, that I get to pan pick my crew where you want to come work with the best. You got to be the best. You're going to prove to me that you are the best and that you are, that you earned your spot and that you want to be out there because I've been out there where in 2004, where I was out there supporting Operation Iraqi Freedom, and I've had a jet that literally had 10 hours worth of work, and I had to get it done in six. And mm. guess what? I got it done in six. I got it done in six, and that jet was in the air covering guys on the ground over Fallujah. So I know the standard. I set the standard, and I live the standard. And that's what we got to do as men. We have to live that standard, and we have to set as we set that standard. And if we don't, we're just going to fall. We're just going to fail. And it's just going to continue to lower the bar. And then we're going to mm. continue to accept mediocrity. And if you're going to accept mediocrity, that's not living. It's not that's good. just getting by. Yes. And you know, biblically, that's not what the way God wanted, intended it anyway. You know, God didn't intend us just to get by. He wanted us to live our life. He didn't promise. Jesus didn't promise an easy life. He didn't say that, hey, you follow me and life's going to be all grand. I think no. it says that somewhere. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he promised that he promised us, you know, if we have faith in him, that we'll be able to endure these hard times, but it's going to be, we'll be better people for it. So mm-hmm. you have to, you have to set that standard. Yes. You you should be in politics, Sean. You could probably raise the standard in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. You're not supposed to talk about politics. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> not on this show anyway. Well, Patrick, again, man, let's let everybody know how they want it. If they want to get a hold of us, man, you know, how to get a hold of us, you know, because like I said, we appreciate you guys' time. I know we kind of went a little bit long on this one, but this is our inaugural episode, and we wanted to make sure that you guys understand that we're coming with, we're, we're coming with the hammer, man. Coming with the we're heat. With the high, exactly, man. That you know, heat. we're going to the high-impact leadership. We're, we're going to live up to that name, and we want to make sure that you guys are always inspired, always invigorated, and always want more. So, you know – Patrick, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, man. Well, you can reach my personal phone at now. Don't call me. Oh, you can call me if you call me if you want. I can give you my phone number. <laughs> Actually, you have to get my number before you can call me. Anyway, innovative coaching for dot for dads dot com. Innovative coaching for dads dot com. Shoot me an email. I'm also on Facebook. Check me out. Um, I love to connect with you. Uh, that's how you can get with get with me. Cool man. How about you, cool. Sean? How can they? How can they get with you? Well, uh, you know what? My website is really under development, so you guys can still find me on on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at faithfully led. So faithfully L E D. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can even email me at sean at faithfullyled dot com, and uh, so that way, you know, if you want to get a hold of me that way, or you can just send me a DM, send me a direct message on any of those websites, Facebook, Instagram, or you know, Twitter, and I will get back with you. I would love to work with you guys one on one. I offer one on one services, and also deal with a lot with men that are dealing with divorce, which is something that we're going to talk about next episode. Um, you know, we're going to bring different uh, the different aspect here on how to really build on you know, setting your goals for after divorce and stuff like that. And, you know, Patrick's going to 
I, he's he's married. He's got a beautiful family. But we're also going to be using his his genius on how to really, you know, move forward, but also, you know, how to build that family life and, and, and be sustainable, you know, through yeah. you know, the faith and, and to, to, to make sure that, you know, when you do rebuild, that you don't make the same mistakes as before and, uh, that you can learn from it. So, so that's going to be our next episode, you know, about that. But Patrick, as always, my friend, it's always a pleasure, brother. I really appreciate you and thank you so much. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Do need to do yeah. this again. Next, Absolutely. Next, next time. I think we'll do this again. So guys, yes. remember it's going to be Mondays and Fridays. You always get a new episode Mondays and Fridays. Yeah. And it's not oh. going to be just about divorce. It's going to be about, you know, raising my family and, and, you know, good stuff like that. Right. Absolutely. Like I said, it's high impact leadership for the everyday man. So the everyday trials and tribulations that we all go through, we're going to help you get through that day after day after day and we guarantee it and we thank you we thank you for yes. your time we appreciate your time i mean we're having so much fun but we really do hope that our prayers that you know uh you guys are getting something from this and that we're inspiring you and helping you to create better lives mm-hmm. and become and be have, have better people so with that everyone god bless you yep thank you again we really appreciate you and we will catch you next time Yep. See you guys.